you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back together again. Buck, what's going on? Not too much, DJ. Having a good week. Can't complain. Just getting one step closer to training camp. Got to be excited about that, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, not that far away. We've got the mini camps going on right now, which do you remember? Uh, were you a show up for all or were you uh, were you just there for the mandatory stuff back in the day? Yeah, man, where you're in the bottom of the roster, you show up for everything. <laughs> you show up for the voluntary days. You show up for anytime they have food in the cafeteria, you're showing up. So I was yeah. there for everything. How did that work, by the way, back in the day? I know things have changed a little bit, but like, give me an example of what the what was a workout bonus for Bucky Brooks back in oh, the day? Bonus per diem, whatever per diem. What was, what, what was, was no, a per diem then? What was your per diem every I'm day? You to think, the facility. What'd you get? I'm trying to think. I think back then, DJ, it's laughable now. I think it might have been either sixty to seventy five dollars a day. It wasn't a lot. So how it was you get much. that? Was that like cash in an envelope, or was that just in a check? 
I think it might have been a check. I think it might have been a check back so then. It wasn't like a road game where you show up and they give you the envelope with you. No, money. but I do remember. So I've always said this. The Kansas City Chiefs under Marty Schottenheimer, I think, did it the best in terms of how they got buy-in. So at the time, you could only have 14 OTAs. You got mm -hmm. 14. But what they would do is the OTA days were on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you know, if you're going to work on Tuesday, everyone comes in the facility on Monday just to kind of get a feel for what's going on. And yeah. if you're going to work on Thursday, you got to look at Wednesday. On Wednesday, you got to look at the tape that happened on Tuesday so I know what's about to happen to me when I walk in on Thursday. So yeah. even though you're only there for two days, you end up being there for four days <laughs> yep. because you want to make sure that you're there. So it's this subtle peer pressure. And what he did is those two days went for seven weeks. So now wow. rather than two weeks of workouts, he was able to get you there for seven weeks. And so you had Genius. almost like a spring ball. So basically yeah. he ran it like a college program. It was a spring ball. And so you're lifting for those seven weeks and also doing all the football stuff. So man, that's yeah. different now. Oh, you can't do that, boy. Woo. Players, some, someone, someone would be on the phone in the corner of the locker room like, hey, PA, uh, yeah. this ain't it. <laughs> this is no not question. It. No question. Whoever the rep is going to be a very busy man. <laughs> very busy man. Uh, we're we're going to continue our off-season themes here where we're going through and having drafts. Today we're going to do edge rushers. So we're going to do edge rushers for next season, who we would want on our team, five rounds. Uh, we'll go back and forth on that. Uh, we'll also take a look back at the 2020 draft. Going to do some hits and misses there, which I've uh, decided today, Buck, I'm just keeping it first-rounders. I've been going a little bit deeper on some of these. Today we're just going to go first-rounders, two that I feel like I got right, two that I got wrong. Uh, your batting average has been very high on those, by the way. Really? I'm surprised. Yes. I'm, I mean, you, I'm eventually guessing. you're getting there. You're getting there on all of them. Maybe an extra hint or two on a couple yeah. of them. Figuring out who yeah, these guys tough. are. For real. Uh, but I want, I want to start out here because we always talk about other sports. And we also, uh, I feel like we, we try and let everybody know, get ahead of the curve a little bit. Let them know mm -hmm. what's coming, what the future looks like. I feel like we've done a pretty good job with that. I think an example of it is we were talking about the S2 test before anybody knew what S2 test was because of our interest in baseball and, and seeing yeah. where that had come from. So I want to go back to, to baseball here and see if we can't find another uh, innovation. I would argue, I don't know necessarily that it's good for the game, but something that's going on there um, that could translate over to the NFL. And that is an, uh, an article by Tom Verducci on sportsillustrated.com, which is fascinating i don't know if you had a chance to read this morning but it was about how you know we had this the astros scandal banging the trash mm -hmm. can you know stealing signs and they were able to decode signs um you know by using algorithms and different things to figure out what what teams were doing and then relay that information to the batter well if you saw the uh the Yankees game against the Blue Jays where judge hit the home run and right before the pitch his eyes darted towards the first base coach and, and and everybody so then he hits the home run and then they were they were saying hey something you know something's going on there and then judge it was very aggressive in his denial you know and so then it was okay it was explained by some baseball people that well you know it's 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 technically legal if you're like on second base if you're a base runner on second base and they're putting down signs and you can figure out what the signs are you can relay that to the batter now, there might be vigilante justice in terms of they find out you're doing that, somebody gets hit and whatever. That's the way it mm -hmm. used to be. 
but that's within the rules. You know, if you can, if you can end the game live, um, then you figure can it out. That. Yeah. You can, you can relay it. That's on the catcher. You've got to be more, you got to be more, uh, aggressive and changing up your, your signals. But the other thing they could say is, well, you also could have a, a first base coach or a third base coach. He might see that the pitcher's tipping his pitches. Like sometimes it can be posture related. Sometimes they were telling the story in this article about, I think it was the, when the diamondbacks beat the Yankees for the world series, I think it was 2001. They knew every pitch that Andy Pettit was throwing because of where his hands would settle. Like, you know, if it was oh, settling yeah. low, it was a curveball. If it was settling high, it was a fastball. Like it was, and that's within the rules because you're just trying to find a tell. I equate it as we get mm. over to football of seeing somebody that sets light, an offensive lineman that doesn't have a lot of pressure on his hand. You're like, okay, this is a pass. And then everybody, you know, one person on the defense is key in that. Once he sees it, there's a word you communicate, and your whole defense knows whether it's run or pass, which is a huge, huge advantage for a defensive lineman if he knows uh, what's going on there. So this article talked about. Now, with all of the cameras, they've got 30 cameras. Some of these teams, not all teams have this technology, but some of them do. It's 30 cameras. So you have 15 cameras locked in on a picture. And it's to it, the, the whole theory of it is it can really help uh, with mechanics. And mm -hmm. then you can see if a pitcher's getting tired, you can see like the angle of his elbow. They can say, okay, man, he's, he's dropped his elbow now. He's at 90 pitches. Like they would know before a coach would, like, okay, he got to get him out. He's tired. His mechanics are changing. He's going to get hurt. But what they're, what they're saying in this article is what they're doing is they're, they have these overlay of all these, of all these shots. And then they run it through an artificial intelligence thing and they can find, okay, what's different? What's different on this one pitch? And it's like, oh, that's a curve. Every time, every time his posture is here, every time, you know, whatever it is, this little tiny thing changes. That means that it's a certain pitch. Then that information gets get can get to the third base coach. That information then gets to the batter. Uh, and, and so I'm sitting here thinking about this. And in one of the examples it uses, it says when you throw a split finger pitch, you know, you have to spread your hand out. And so that was pit. One of the cameras was picking up that his, this forearm was kind of flexed. Yeah. So, so if you're a right-handed pitcher, the third base coach could see your forearm flexed. And then they said he might have one hand on his hip to let the batter know, okay, this is a split finger. Like it's crazy. So the, the, the thing that I thought of was what's to say you couldn't do this in football, just in terms of just getting the tell of run or pass. If you have cameras honed in on every single player along that line, instead of having an analyst like what every mm -hmm. team does, especially like college football, they have analysts you're trying with the naked eye to try and find a tell. But then you had all this technology and in, in to be able to use that to be able to get a tell like that. Um, I mean, I don't see why the NFL, somebody's not going to be that aggressive and try and do something like that. No, it has to be coming because, DJ, we already know that teams will look at the TV copy of games. Yes to see if they can match up the audio calls with the hand signals that they gleam off of the all 22. Mm -hmm. And so someone is looking at some of those tapes. And remember when people- What about art, what, what about AI though? Like to me, like it used to, what you just said, listening to those uh, TV calls, it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm notating, okay, well, this is a color, that was a color, this was a color. Okay, maybe that's a color is this, that or the other. But artificial intelligence could do it like that. Yeah, so it's a scary time. Going all the way back to Spygate and what the Patriots, uh, I guess I guess they did, when you talk about taping uh, opposing guys, signals, and those things. 
DJ, we've always been one or two steps away from what it is that you're talking about. And so we see now every play caller that is about to step to the call sheet. They, they, they cover their mouths and they're doing all this other stuff. We've seen in the National Football League, sometimes placards have made their way. DJ, I think the only way that you can start to get rid of some of that stuff, how long before we put earpieces in everybody's Help. That, well, that, that's the point. That's the takeaway. That's it's you should be doing that. That's you're going to have to do that because this stuff is going to start coming into play. Yeah. How, how long before we just a hey, coach calls it on the walkie talkie he goes in everybody's ear. Everyone goes in, in, and runs to play. Uh, why wouldn't we do it from an expense standpoint? Yeah, you got to pay for the extra equipment. But uh, I would say it's advantageous to be able to do it. If you don't want sign stealing to be a part of what we're doing in the league, you have to make sure of that and Let's be honest, with gambling and all that other stuff, you got to protect the brand. And you better have some things already baked into the rules to protect the brand against himself. Because, you know, man, you just all it takes is one or two guys to kind of crack the code and then the league becomes a completely different league. Did you ever get anything um, you know, from your time on the defensive side of the ball off of a receiver in terms of a tell? Like, Oh, like, of, like, oh, yeah. if I, if I do my gloves or if they break the huddle, they break the yeah. huddle in there. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like they break the huddle. Uh, sometimes guys would switch their stance because some guys will have their outside foot back, but then mm -hmm. all of a sudden on a certain route, they may switch it and their inside foot is back because of the timing on the things. You're yeah. always looking for those things. Part of being a good player is looking for that stuff that may be non-obvious. Hey, mm -hmm. you know what? Every time this guy sets and he kind of sets back and rocks in his heel, this tackle, it's a pass set. Or you're always looking for those things. I remember it's funny. You used to talk about – you were just talking about like the split finger and the flexion mm -hmm. in, the, in the arms. Well, sometimes, DJ, when you're looking at linemen and you can tell, man, their knuckles are white knuckle down, they're coming off yeah. the ball, as opposed to them being super light and sitting back where they're about to pass set. You're looking for anything. I mean, look, man, you come from – uh, an era where they used to say, if, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You're looking yeah. for every competitive advantage that you can find. And if people are giving it away, if they're giving the game away, you want to make sure that you cash in. Yeah, I mean, I just think about it from the standpoint of even how, I mean, I guess quarterbacks are not under center as much. But, um, you know, just how the stagger in their stance is could, could tell you. But, I mean, I'm just saying now, instead of having to devote manpower and saying mm -hmm. we got 10 guys who are – combing through this video to see if they can find something now you can just run it through you know the computer and the computer can spit that out and, and tell you oh you know this is what, every time that this guy was at this split then this is what you know he's running 85 to 90 percent of the time well that's um, that's a that's lot huge. of so i can tell you this so um and i regret this to my day because like it's one of the thing to like have the knowledge it's another thing to pull the trigger and so mm -hmm. Preseason game, I'm playing for Jacksonville. We are playing the San Francisco 49ers out in San Francisco. It might have been 97 year. And, mm -hmm. you know, like preseason game, everyone says you don't game plan. Well, when you were playing, you're trying to make the team. You better game plan. You better look at tape yeah. or whatever. And so, DJ, Steve Young and Jerry Rice are playing. So I'm playing in the first quarter of the game. And it was almost like 100%. When the ball is on this part of the field, if Jerry Rice lines up at the bottom of the numbers, Mm -hmm. It's like the middle bottom of the numbers. Yeah, because NFL numbers are higher. He's running a speed out. Mm -hmm. And if he lines up, particularly on the defensive right, because Steve Young was left-handed, there's yeah. that. 
So DJ, we get into the preseason game and it, it's kind of like a two minute drill. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, Jerry Rice is lined up in this spot, man. I've seen this mm -hmm. tape. Like they've done it like a million times. Like I, mm -hmm. I think this is the out, mm -hmm. but DJ, the guy who doesn't want to get cut, doesn't pull the trigger. Yeah, he so, skin on. yeah, take that risk. So they run the out. Now I make the play because I have pictures. There are pictures online, the Getty images of me hitting mm. Jerry Rice on yeah. the thing. But if I had just pulled the trigger, DJ, yeah. I might have been able six. to extend it. It's a pick six. Then you make yeah. the team. Then you're like, yeah. hey, maybe he plays longer. But because I'm yeah. not scared. So when you're looking for tails, it's one thing to discover the tail. It's another thing to act on it. And yeah. so my regret from preseason playing days is back in 97, I didn't pull the trigger. I could have picked mm -hmm. off Steve Young, a Hall of Famer, and I would have kept the ball. And then behind me, you would have sent the ball where I picked off Steve Young on Jerry Rice, and I'd have been able to tell my kids and my grandkids, your dad was a great corner, even though he wasn't. But it would have been a great mm -hmm. story. That's fascinating, man. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a great thing. It's like information and knowledge, but then you got you to gotta have the courage in those instances to put it into play. Yeah. It's easy to have the courage here. when you got a roster spot already secured. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry yeah, about it. Hey, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take my chances. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that baseball is so – I mean, baseball has been an Ivy League sport in terms of personnel departments for a while now. Yeah. So they've in, they've been ahead of the curve on that stuff, whereas football, we still have – majority of them are football guys who kind of grew up in football. I'm not saying we don't have smart general managers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – Oh, like but looking at, Stanford, looking at it, but it's an analytical, it's an analytical approach and a, a data approach, data, data, or whatever you want to call it, uh, as opposed to kind of a, a pure football approach. But like one of the things in this article, it said, um, or actually this was a different article talking about this, you Darvish who pitches for the Padres, he yeah. got, he, he's had, he had had a run of like 36 starts where he'd gone at least five innings. He goes up to the Yankees buck and they shell him in like two innings. And I'm sitting here watching this. I watch all their games. Like he has to be tipping his pitches. There's no way they don't know. Like he's he he always goes five six innings. He always gives up fewer mm -hmm. than three runs. And they got to him, and they were hit. Everything they hit was hard. Wild. Hit, I mean, hitting hard. hard. <laughs> so he said they asked him. So now they have these pitch comms, right? So catcher has it in the pitcher. Yeah. Well, he has. He's notorious for having a bunch of pitches. So he calls his own pitches. So he's got that thing on his belt, yeah. and he pushes the button, and that lets the catcher know what's coming. But he said. So this is what I did not know about this. They said he said if you're throwing an off-speed pitch, all you do is push, you know, change up, curveball, slider. It's one push. If you're throwing a fastball, it's location. So it's fastball and then another button push, which double, is oh, double push. So his the theory is the Yankees just had those cameras on him and knew like he oh he hit it twice. That's a fastball. Yeah. And then so he has to figure out. So he's got to fake push the button on every single thing to do two touches but i'm like baseballs they're always looking for all this stuff i kind of hate it because i wish it was just who's the better man you know who's oh. gonna, not who has all the technology to go in here and try and make this thing work but i'm like it's gonna leak over to football at some point in time so you remember and they say this and we'll say this god rest his soul but they said that howard mudd could still signs like nobody's business yeah. they say like with the indianapolis Colts back in the day that they were snuffing out all the signs to the point that I've heard Rex Ryan and Dennis Thurman, they've told me this. Yeah. They would change their wristbands every quarter. So yeah. you know how you have guys say, hey, we're green one. So you look at your wristband, green column, first play sheet. They said at the end of every quarter, when you come together to get the water, 
New yeah. wristbands, passing out new <laughs> wristbands with stuff. So what was green one is now red three and all yeah. that other stuff because you had to keep them off the scent. And look, man, it, 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 it's, it's one of the things that you talked about. If you're not always aware, self-scouting and those mm -hmm. things, you can fall into the trap of allowing yourself to get skunked. That's what we call it. You get skunked. So people mm -hmm. are skunking guys. And so you got you Jarvis got skunked by yeah. reportedly got skunked by the Yankees where they're all on this stuff because you're looking at the thing. I used to always wonder this, like back in the day when we're watching games in the catcher, you know how the camera would be in center field so you can see the catcher yeah. He, yeah. He pointed and this and that. And then they talk about if you get a runner on second base and he's leaning off, but he's yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. Fuck, we were doing that. We were doing when I was when I was in little league, like when I was 11, 12 years old. Like, we're they were teaching us, like, we you'd be on second base, and you know, little league kids they don't know it's just one, two, you know, fastball, curveball. So, you'd be leading off with your hands open, it meant like it was a fastball if your fists were closed. And it was like, who teaches an 11 and 12 year old to steal signs? Like, that's what this sport is. Like, what in the world? Um, uh, but anyways, no vigilante justice when it's Carl's truck and auto repair versus <laughs> electric, you know, but th these kids don't know now they, they got like real names of real teams. Like we were just sponsored by local businesses. That was the name of our uh, team. Yeah. Literally, my little league team, Buck, Carl's truck and auto repair was on. The, I don't know how they fit it all on the hat. That was the name of the little league team. So my team, um, God, and I love baseball coming. It was like my favorite sport. Uh, I played for Pine State, which was, uh, it was like a like a milk delivery service, so nice. it, it was like a little like a pine tree, and our uniforms were maroon and gray. So I remember playing for Pine State, and my my dad played softball, and so I remember it was like Dusty's detail, right? Perfect, Dusty's yeah. detail, you know, black and gray, and all the other stuff. But yeah, they don't do that anymore. Everyone's the Angels or the Dodgers. Yeah. It's Let's, fun. I, I don't like, like it. Let's go back to the sponsors. Let's yeah. go back to Carl's Trucking. You know? <laughs> First of all, I'm like, this is San Diego. Like, I'm like, really, we're sponsored by a truck and auto repair company? Really? Come on, man. Couldn't get an, like, no insurance company or nothing no, like that? No, no. Oh, my gosh. Stay uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll knock out this edge rusher draft and do a little hits and misses right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, Buck, let's jump in here. Edge rusher draft. Uh, you went first the other day, D-tackle, so I am up first here, and they are a ton of talented edge rushers to choose from. I'm going to go ahead and go with the 49er, Nick Bosa, uh, with my first pick. I, I believe he's the best edge rusher in the NFL. I think he's the best leverage rusher that I've ever seen in terms of being able to get inside, get underneath guys. You see how powerfully built he is with his legs. He's able to just get under people and drive them. He's got every every hand technique in the book. You'll see wrist control. You'll see his brother's famous double swipe. Um, he can get home in so many different ways, but really to me it's the combination of that burst off the ball and the pure power that he possesses. Um, to me, Nick Bosa, when healthy and on the field, I think he's the most dominant player. A dominant player, and you alluded to his brother. The pass rushing is the family business. Those guys are so technically signed, and you think about both of those guys coming out of Ohio State, and how they just got it in terms of their ability to play with their hands, the way they were able to set people up. It has only gotten better for Nick Bosa since he's been a pro. I can't knock you. The dude is fantastic. He's a dominant player. And to think that he is coming off, he came off an ACL and was able to be right back to being a dominant player. It just speaks volumes about not only the player, but the technician that he is. So I'm going to go. My first pick is, is funny because 
you always want like the super talented athlete off the edge and hope that he has enough skill to do it. Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns mm -hmm. is everything. Number one overall pick. And I'll be honest, when he came out of Texas A&M, he was more athlete than I would say polished player. He has now combined the two. He has added some technique to his game to make him uh, a very disruptive and effective playmaker. Uh, if I'm building a defense and we're looking for an edge player to kind of put down to attack off the, the, the blind side of the quarterback, Miles Garrett is the guy that I would want. Yeah, and also heads up to the National Football League, Miles Garrett being in that scheme with Jim Schwartz with the wide nine in an attack front. Don't be shocked if he's your defensive player of the year. Uh, uh, that is a perfect marriage between player and scheme. How about this? And I know we're talking about the passers. Jim Swartz is on record saying, uh, yeah, we're going to be a man-to-man -man and we're going to blitz five every play. And I was like, <laughs> wow, we're just going to broadcast that? Yeah, we're going to be a man most of the time and we're going to blitz five every play. And the reason why you want to blitz five is you want to create one-on-one matchup. So it's not just to get somebody free, but it's, hey, we're going to make sure that you have to go one-on-one -on -one with our guy and our guy's better than your guy so he's going to get a million sacks. No, I, I love that. I love your pick there of Miles Garrett. All right, second round here, my second pick. We've got Nick Bosa off the board. We've got Miles Garrett off the board. You talked about Nick Bosa being part of the family business with Pass Rush. I'm going to mm. stay with that theme. I'm going to go with TJ Watt, uh, someone else who learned from Big Brother and who is a dominant player, uh, went out there. TJ, again, can win with speed. He's loose. He can bend at the top of his rush. He's got a great feel and sense. To me, pass rushes, you know, we talk about being an art form uh, as a technician. It's also just a feel thing. You overset, he's going to sense it. He's going to feel it. He's going to cross your face and he's going to win underneath. Um, he is an all-around player. I know we're talking a lot about these guys as pass rushers. TJ Watt can set the edge. All three of these guys we've talked about so far are uh, excellent against the run as well in terms of their ability to set a firm edge and, uh, and hold up there on the outside. So I'm going to go TJ Watt with my pick. Ooh, I like it. I mean, I like it. That was the guy that I was contemplating taking first. It's just a Miles Garrett athleticism made it where, man, I, I, I kind of have to take him. But TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, both guys are uh, really continuing to keep the family business thriving because they are dominant players. And I mean, who's to say they may end up being better than their predecessors, which speaks volumes about both of the Joey and JJ Watt coming into the league. So my turn. This is crazy because I never thought this guy was going to be the pass rusher that he's turned out to be. But how about Matt Udon from New England Patriots? Okay. Um, you think about what he was with the Baltimore Ravens. DJ, he never had double-digit sacks when he was with the Ravens. He goes to the New England Patriots. Back-to-back -back years, he's not only been over double digits, but he's amassed 28 sacks in that period. And for a team that doesn't really blitz a lot, they've allowed Matt Udon to kind of figure out a way to get busy on four-man rushes his length his athleticism and i will say this his craftiness as a pass rusher has really stood out for me since i've seen him join the patriots because of that i'm gonna take him with my second pick all right matt judon is a big time uh big time pick there you talked about the production there with the patriots somebody you have to game plan for when you're playing against that team i need to go to the judge is nabil the judge are we going to use nabil as the judge here real quick can we bring nabil in give me any of the third oh, man in the booth see i was going to go to the judge because i know where you're going i, I know where you're going i know where I you're going he's a linebacker uh, micah, parsons. micah parsons are we listing him as an edge rusher or are we going to put him in our off the ball linebacker group let's put him as a edge rusher oh what he's a, oh. Line, he's a linebacker <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, he's how many hey, the judge has spoken. The judge oh, has spoken. Thank you, Nabil. Close, close the box. Okay, Nabil's gone. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Micah Parsons here with my next pick. What a steal. What an absolute steal. Oh, my God. I cannot believe he's there at five. So now when we talk about I can't about believe it, you passed when, on him. And when they when they passed, Jeez. well, I mean, I, I was trying to keep it pure because I'm looking at him. I'm like, well, Micah Parsons, but he's an inside linebacker. We're not going to put him there. But okay, he's coming off the edge. We see him come off the edge a good bit. Uh, he can win as a rusher on games from the inside if you want. But just coming off the edge, we've said it before. Like if you just let him rush out there full time, he might get twenty sacks. Like he's that gifted. There's nothing on the football field he cannot do. And thanks to Judge Nabil, I have just landed Micah Parsons to team up with Nick Bosa and T.J. Watt. My, my team's stacked. Absolutely I mean, stacked. I mean, your team is ridiculous because you're over here playing. You should have gone to the judge. You're, you're playing position. You should have gone ball. to the judge. Well, one, I thought Nabil had a little more courage to be able to put you in your place and be like, no, you can't do that, DJ. Nope. You can't just make up the rules as as, as you go when it comes hey, to this kind of stuff. I it, mean, that, man. it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. And look at that Christmas gift that he just gave me right there. Thank you, Nabil. Oh, my gosh. So ridiculous. Um, okay. Right, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we got guys playing anything, you can why take Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> no, like, yeah. I mean, I might as well just like, like Jamal Adams is a pass rusher for all I know. He just comes off the edge. Um, look, I'm gonna take Hassan Reddick with my pick. Okay. And the thing about Hassan Reddick, like, if you if if you if you go back and look at the last three years, I don't know if there's been a more productive pass rusher right. in awesome. the league. I mean, you think double digit sacks in each of the last three years. He's accounted for 39 and a half sacks during that span. And last year he had 16. And the thing that about it, DJ, he's done it in three different schemes. What he played in in Arizona was different than what he played in in Carolina, which was different than what they did in Philadelphia. So now you have to give him his just due. And for him to be a guy who at Temple was a safety that made his way down to the edge, it speaks volumes about his ability to master the craft as a pass rusher and continue to build upon his game once he got into the pros. And even then, it took the coaches a while to figure out how to best utilize him. Now he's one of the best in the business when it comes to knocking the quarterback down. He's really opened the door, too, because you think about Drew Brees, what he did for some of the undersized quarterbacks, and that kind of ushered in this whole new era of guys. Hassan Reddick playing under 240 pounds and doing what he's doing consistently is is really opened some doors. Opened some doors for his new teammate, Nolan Smith, uh, who yes. he just took in the first round. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, he's a phenomenal football player. All right, so you've got Garrett. Uh, Judon, you just came back with Reddick. I've got some interesting options here, but I tell you what, mm. I see this guy twice a year. Um, oh yeah, I already know where you're going. I, 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 I gotta go. I'm going. going Mad Max Crosby here for what he brings. The, it, I mean, our buddy uh, Brian Baldinger calls him the Condor. He's got crazy length. He, you know, in terms of relentless, he is relentless. And if you're looking for the comp for what he is in this generation, all you gotta do is go back one and look at what Jared Allen did uh, in this league. I think he's this. This new version of Jared Allen, who never stops, uses his length. Um, he's got speed. He's got power. But to me, it's the relentlessness that sets him apart. So I'm going to go big uh, Mad Max Crosby here. Okay, Mad Max. I understand it. I can see why he would be in the list. I love his motor. Just the, 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 the energy that he brings off the edge and how he's been able to do it. Last year, he had to do it solo. They bring over Chandler Jones. You think that Chandler Jones is going to give him that compliment where he'll get some one-on-ones. Didn't happen. Mad Max Steele was able to give you 12 and a half sacks for a team that really didn't play with a lead. So imagine what could happen if they played from ahead. So 
DJ. Uh, by the way, hold on, hold on. Breaking news. Why don't you go ahead and read that uh, that little nugget that Nabil just popped in the chat there, Buck? Why don't you go ahead and read that one for everybody? Uh, Par- Parsons, Micah Parsons, per next gen stats, aligned as an edge, or did he align as an edge, or he was just on the edges at linebacker seventy eight percent of the time? So we're saying that Micah Parsons is an edge, even though when I watch the game, and you know they do the opening, the starting lineups, and they run out the tunnel, and they're like. Michael Parsons. It's always from Penn State linebacker Michael Parsons, not Edge. Yeah, but he's an Edge. But, well, it's TJ Watts the same. Uh, Hassan Reddick is a, a stand up out there on the outside. Do that as an Edge. They're Edge rushers. Uh, look, hey, facts wait. over feelings, Buck. Facts over feelings. I, I mean, wait. he just put the number in there seventy eight percent. I can't wait steal. to steal. What a steal of a pick. I know. I can't wait to extend this out and be able to announce Derwin James as my next edge <laughs> rusher. Like, I mean, that's where we're getting to in this league positionless ball. So um, <clears throat> I just want one of our listeners, one of our devoted listeners to make sure that they tweet this out after we say it, because we've caught a lot of flack from this player's family members about not giving him enough oh, love. Here you go. And yeah. so I'm going to go with Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers with my next pick, Brian Burns, who is, look, we have been, I guess they say we don't give him enough love and attention. We just said that he was a speed rusher and more of a one-trick pony. I will say that if that trick is nice, there's nothing wrong with just having one in your bag. Brian Burns had 12 and a half sacks for the Carolina Panthers last year. First time he reached double digits. He had nine sacks the year before. And what you like about him is every year, his game has gone up a notch. And for a team that people are talking about emerging as a sneaky playoff team, a sneaky contender, Brian Burns should have a big year. Because if this offense can put some points, defensively, they got enough talent to be a playoff team. A lot of it would rest on his shoulders. But as a top five edge rusher, Brian Burns deserves some consideration. Yep, he's been uh, consistently disruptive and productive uh, with that speed that he possesses. Also has some length. He'll flash the power, doesn't do it a lot. He flashes it, um, but you know, it's all about speed with him. All right, my last pick here. I'm going to bookend my draft. I got a Bosa with my first pick, and I'm going to come back with a Bosa here uh, with, with my fifth pick. I'm going to go with, with Joey Bosa. I know he's not coming off the year he wanted. I know you have injuries uh, that have kind of littered his career. I think that, again, we're drafting for next year. I think Bosa, this is going to be a big year for him. Uh, stay healthy, stay out there on the field, get back to being what he's been uh, when he's rolling, which is, you know, I think he's he's always uh, joked that his boat would be named the, the double swipe um, because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a move he's been, uh, he's been uh, a master of and has been a dominant player with that move. And I, I just want to see him stay out there. I hear stories. I would love to see it, by the way. I hear stories about them in Florida in the offseason. They literally go to a local park. Um, and just work on pass rush every day, him and his brother. So you go out there and you see both Bosa brothers out there. To, can you imagine that? You're out there like, you know, just going to take uh, go for a little jog around the neighborhood. You see a little neighborhood park, and there's there's Timmy and Jimmy swinging on the swing set. And, then, oh, there's, there's there's two of the premier players in the NFL out there on that patch of grass just, just, just repping pass rush. I mean, that's the family business. The family business is definitely productive. It's, uh, it's one of those things where, I mean, look, everybody in the family, dad, you know, some uncles, some other people, like they play in the league and they play well. And so he, it, I mean, he might be outshined right now by his younger brother, but he certainly is deserving of a lot of praise. Uh, final guy, I'm going to go off the grid a little bit only because I think people forgot about this guy a couple years ago. Quietly last year, he had 10 and a half sacks. Daniil Hunter from the Minnesota Ooh, nice Vikings. Guy. 
Um, you know, DJ, when you think about Daniil Hunter, it is all about the production that he has had. And it's taken him a while because he sat out all the 2020. He comes back 2021. Uh, he has six sacks in seven games. And then last year, 10 and a half sacks. I believe he is going to take his game up because Brian Flores comes over. And if you know anything about Brian Flores' defense, they can put pressure on you. They can find a way to create these one-on-one matchups. And so Daniil Hunter is a certified baller. He reminds people why he was a legitimate Pro Bowl player for multiple seasons in the past. There you go. I like it. Well, that finishes it up there. It's, uh, let's go over the results here. I've got Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, a judge's decision to give me Micah Parsons in the third round. Uh, Max Crosby and Joey Bosa. Bucky comes away with Miles Garrett, Matt Judon, Hassan Reddick, who's been as productive as anybody, uh, Brian Burns, and Daniil Hunter. So there is our edge rusher draft. Uh, I believe we said what we have linebackers coming up next. Michael Parsons will not be eligible for that, Buck. You I, have I, mean, I, guess, I, I guess not. I mean, Michael Parsons is not is not eligible to play, even though that's where I see him line up. First play of every game, he's lined up right in between the pipes. But okay, all right. Hey, next gen stats, final answer. That's it. That's all you, you know, get, it, man. It's almost like saying in hockey, we're 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 releasing the goalie. But hey, I'm gonna put the goalie as a defenseman now when I'm making all star votes because he's out oh. because we pulled him the last the hey. last quarter in a desperation situation. Hey, take it up with the judge, man. Nabil made his ruling. He, his ruling is final. Um, all right, let's do hits and misses before we jump out of here. We're gonna go 2020 draft. Um, let's, I'll start you off with this one here. We're going to go first one. We'll do the hits first. So two hits first one here. We're going to go wide receiver. Again, these are all first round picks. Um, this was my top wide receiver in the draft. He was six Oh one, five, one ninety eight. He ran four five flat, tall, lean, uh, excellent hands, toughness and production can play inside, outside the average play speed. I have yak with exclamation points on it because of the toughness and competitiveness with the ball in his hands. Uh, coming off a good year, he's had a really good career. He was my ninth overall player. Um, he was the 17th pick in this draft. See if you can remember 2020 uh, who that would be. Well, man, now you're going to make it. We gave me the pick. I'm going to go to the Dallas Cowboys and CD okay. Lamb. Like, you gave I it can't to give me. you the pick anymore. You I, I didn't, up. Okay. Yeah, you gave right, me, I'm not the giving pick. you the pick anymore. I mean, I appreciate it. I was it, trying though, to like, remember it off, off memory. I was going to yeah, challenge you to remember yeah, it off like, memory. Like, like CD Lamb comes in. You know, DJ, here's the thing about CD Lamb the fact that he was the third receiver taken in that draft. And you go back and you look and you think about all the things that he did at Oklahoma in terms of how terrific he was with the ball in his hands. I don't know if the Cowboys have fully explored that part of his game. There are so many things that he can do besides take the long ball and do the other stuff. We haven't seen a lot of catch and run concepts, shallow crosses, quick slants, where we've seen him get loose. And so I would like to see him that to me, he has all the makings of a top five receiver. He just hasn't necessarily been put in a place to do that consistently with the Cowboys. Maybe this is the year that he gets into the ranks of the elite when we start talking about him and his game. You start looking at some of these other drafts, you're reminded of, gosh, just how small the receivers were in this current draft. I mean, mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb, who you look at and think he looks skinny, he's 198 pounds coming out. Buck. We yeah. got a bunch of 170-pound wide receivers in this last draft. So uh, a big receiver who is very loose and fluid and uh, and tough. So. Uh, that was a hit there. All right, this next one. I lied. I said all these guys were first-round picks. This one was not a first-round pick. He was a top three-round pick, okay? So top three-round pick. I'm mm-hmm. basically giving you saying he's going to be a second or third-round pick. That's your clue. Mm-hmm. It's not a first round. This is a linebacker. He was 6'0", 241. He ran 4'6", 3". Um, I mm-hmm. uh, talked about him here. Inside linebacker, twitchy and rangy. 
He's excellent in coverage, which is always a great sign when you're evaluating linebackers. He can tackle in space. Ooh. He can change directions. He's fluid. Excellent Ooh. FBI. Um, had a Ooh. had a, a beautiful pick six versus Jordan Love, and I compared him to Fred Warner. Um, he was my 54th player. He went later than that. Um, so I'm going to classify this as a nice hit. Uh, so, DJ, I'm stuck between two guys. Right. I'm stuck between a guy from Mississippi State, but then you gave me the the thing with Jordan Love. Now I don't know if they played. I don't know if they played. I can't remember, but they both are out west. And then I'm thinking of Wyoming Cowboy, maybe Logan Wilson. How about it? There we go. It was one. It was one or the other. I was, you gave me the Jordan Love. It was the Jordan yeah, Love clue. You gave me the Jordan Love pick. I was like, ooh, Mississippi State. I'm sure they're not whooping up on Utah State. So. Yeah, see, that's again. I leave little breadcrumbs there, and you're and you're you're really playing. Logan, this game hey man, can I tell you how much I love Logan Wilson when he was coming? I did out? too. Like I, I did can too. Just just everything, and I loved him so much that I fell in love with his uh, teammate or the guy that came shortly thereafter, Chad Muma, and just in terms of like the way they play, like athleticism, um, big. It's play kind of this new ability. breed of linebacker, right? These man. big off the ball linbackers. Oh, they can fly, yeah. range, they yeah. catch balls, make plays, all of those things. Yeah, Logan Wilson, one of my faves. Yep. All right. Let's go to the two misses here. This first one is an offensive lineman who went in the first round. Um, 605-1-315-522. He was my 18th overall player. Um, he went higher than that and has played well. Uh, left tackle, thick, powerful, said average quickness, got strong punch and anchor, excellent FBI. He's dominant in the run game. He can uproot. Uh, I did not think he was great change of direction athlete. Didn't have uh, outstanding Ben, more of a one-track guy. Um, but so I wasn't as high on him as I should have been. He's been a good player. Mm. Mm. You were high on him. Well, I say he's my 18th player and he went higher than that. Jeez. Oof. I don't know, man. I'm it's not like I killed him. I mean, I gave him his top 20 player. player, top 20 player. Um, can I get a lifeline? Can I get a can I get a can I get another, you want, another you want a hint? You want a hint? Yeah, I want to um okay. He uh he played at a powerhouse powerhouse program. Powerhouse program. Powerhouse program. Can I get his college jersey number? <laughs> I believe 78. Ooh. Holy smokes. 78. But don't quote me on that. I believe that's what it 70, was. 78. He played at a powerhouse program? Yeah. There's mm. only so many guys that were in the top 18 there, Buck. I know, but I'm sitting here thinking 78. Is that Tristan? Who's 78? I'm looking up to see if this – I'm looking up an image to see of this player in college. Nope, nope, sorry, sorry. In uh, He was 71. He wore 71 in college. Is that Jedrick Wills? He wore 78 in the NFL. Oh, man, I, I, too many. There's too many guesses. Who is it? So I got you on this one. Andrew Thomas. Oh, my gosh. So Andrew Thomas. So That's Andrew right. Thomas, lesson That's to right. be learned on this one, right? So I, I did not think, and I still don't think he's an elite bender, elite change of direction, but he's enormous. He's incredibly long. He's powerful. Now, here's the key. I talked about the FBI, right? He's very football smart, and he's tough. If you, mm -hmm. if you have size, length, smarts, and toughness, you're going to figure it out. Um, and you saw it. He struggled mightily early, 
And then he's got better every year and played really, really well this past year. So Andrew Thomas is, you know, was the fourth overall pick. He was my 18th player. Um, you know, I, I did not, I did not see at that time that he would be playing as well as he has. And, uh, and that's the lesson that I've learned from that evaluation is that when you have the size, the length, the toughness, the intelligence, you, you'll get by, you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's such a hard position uh, sometimes to project because you just don't know. And sometimes fit matters. Going to the right program, being asked to do stuff in this game that plays to your strengths. Uh, he's been solid enough for the Giants to be able to put together an offensive line that got them to the playoffs. All right, here we go. Another one here. This is uh, – I'm not going to tell you what – it's. I'll say this. It's an early round, okay? Early round. Mm. This is a running back. He was 5072-207. He ran 4-6 flat. Um, short, compact, FBI off the charts. His quarterback said this is the best player on a star-studded offense. Excellent Ooh. leg drive. He's outstanding in the past game. Has some Austin Eckler to him. And he is Let's not, go. He has not lived not up panned out. Nope. Let's go C-E-H, Clyde edwards How about that? Got that one. Nicely done. You got that one. So, five, seven. What's Man, the lesson five, here, Buck? What's the lesson on that one? I'll, I'll open the floor to you on that one. You know, DJ, I, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know because I'm sitting here looking at Clyde edwards and I don't know why it hasn't worked for him with the Kansas City Chiefs because in college he could do all those things. Now, I would say I didn't necessarily view him as a first-round talent, but I thought he would be a functional uh, player in a rotation. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter. Even though you're taking 32nd, something about that first-round tag, the expectations become lofty, where maybe if he's a second-round, you don't have the same thing. He just – it just has – I don't know why it hasn't worked out for him in Kansas City. Can I give you my theory on that one? So, 4-6 um, flat, right? So Explosion you're small. Fast. You're yeah. small. Now, if you think of the small guys that have been successful, Darren Sproles could fly. Yeah, MJD could fly. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about short guys. Um, you know, because he's 207, he was sturdy. He just, to me, the undersized guys. It's hard to be like you always. You always say like you're gonna be small. You got a little magic to you. Like you can't. You can't be. Can be small and slow. Yeah, can, can be small. And so, you and so, yeah. More. So I think that's maybe a lesson you can take from that one. Yeah, and we always talk about like what's the su- superpower. So what was gonna be his superpower to help him overcome whatever the physical deficiency was and so if we're saying four six oh um he doesn't have the ability to separate or create space it's hard especially when you're the first round pick you come in with a lot of expectations people want to see the wow factor and maybe he's not a wow back but if he was a player taken like and this is different but remember when james white came into the league from wisconsin he's been a really was a really good player for the patriots for a long time but because he was under the radar entering the league anything you got from him was like a bit of a bonus. Whereas, whereas if he's taken higher, maybe you sour on him because like, yeah, but he can't do X, Y, and this. So you start looking for things that he can't do as opposed to appreciating some of the things that he can do. Yeah. I mean, I think Austin Eckler ran really fast. I mean, I think about even a guy like Philip Lindsay had a short shelf life, but had some, had some production. He was fast. Like a lot of these undersized guys that, that make it have juice. You got to have some juice there. And I don't know that he had that. And, I mentioned in the, I didn't mention the quarterback's name, but you know Burrow was tell he told everybody he was like, "Oh, I remember that. He's the best player on our team." And I'm like, he, "This is Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Like, these are real." He made dudes. it go. He made yeah. it go. And you would think in an offense that has talent like that in the pros and a quarterback like that, that he would be able to kind of slither and slide and skate and oh, get. I thought the Chiefs production. of any place you're going to go, I thought the Chiefs will figure it out with him. Yeah, hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And then you see a guy like Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco come in in the middle, yeah. come right in and make make plays. 
is disappointing. Hopefully he can find a way to kind of muster some of the last couple of years here in Kansas City because he was a really good college player. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, Buck, that's all I got for today. Anything else you want to add before we jump out of here? No, nah, man, this is always fun. Uh, next time when we have uh, the draft, the linebacker draft, I'm going to make sure I get clearance on all my guys. Yeah, um, hey, hey, it's part of the deal. You know what I mean? You got to make the phone call, make sure they're still alive. It's just, it's just the way that it is, man. You got to do, you know, you got to do a little more. You got to do more research, you know, on that in terms of what position these guys play. Maybe give Nabil a buzz in between now and our next episode. See if you can get them cleared through customs. Like, see yeah. if you can get your linebackers through customs, get them cleared. Yeah, get them, make sure, make sure they have everything that they need, so I can make sure that their linebackers are not linebackers that play on the edge and so they get 78.2 percent i mean hey you know what i mean the bill came with facts he wasn't going to take that abuse he was like oh look you know who's going to call to the stand bill smith from next (laughs) that's it um all right buck that was fun man enjoyed it i hope you guys enjoyed hanging with us here we'll be back next week with a couple more episodes uh we'll see you then right here on move the sticks You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.